Today I want to talk to you about us being a worshipping church. What does that mean as, as a church we worship? See, we're called, actually, the Bible says, to a lifestyle of worship. See, when I say the word worship, what usually comes to mind? It usually revolves around the songs that we sing in 20 minutes or so, or maybe a Bible reading, or a prayer, or a few things like that. See, some people, that might even be the height that we actually worship God within a week. We don't actually spend time outside of a church service actually praising God, actually engaging with God. You see, we are called to live in a free and dynamic relationship with God that, you know, that honors him. You see, this is where we all should be standing if we have faith in God. Galatians 2, verses 20 and 21 says this. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. See, this isn't a set of rules that we follow, but this is a freedom that comes into our lives. Worship is a freedom that comes into our lives. See, our lives are meant to be an expression of this freedom that we have, of the freedom that we're experiencing. And you see, we, we give our lives freely into God's hands. That's what we have to do. It's a natural response to love. So worship isn't just a few songs that we sing. It isn't just a prayer that we pray. It isn't just the Bible passages that we read or that we read out within a service. But it's out of a heart of submission. It's out of a heart that's submitted to God and that just then expresses these things. These things are a natural expression. Whatever we do becomes a natural expression of that. That's why when we come together, sometimes our hearts are, are filled with expressions like these. But it all starts with our hearts being positioned right, with our hearts being in the position of submission to God. See, we ask God to come and we die to our own plans and to the own things that we've had and own things that we want and the own things that we try to do with our lives. See, we, have all, we all have things and plans for our life. We have all have stuff that we think that, uh, and ways that we think our life should go. Like at the age of 14, I wanted to be an RAF pilot. I wanted to do that, but that door was swiftly closed due to colorblindness. Then I wanted to be a refrigeration engineer or an electrician, and then eventually I became a plumber. Why? Because I didn't need colors for that. So if you'd have told me at the age of 14 that I wasn't going to be an RAF pilot, I would have laughed because I didn't realize yet that I was colorblind. And then if you'd have even told me at the age of 24 that I'd be here now doing this sort of job, I would probably have laughed an ironic laugh. Firstly, I would be outside of Northern Ireland. I never believed that I was going to leave Northern Ireland. But then God led me on the journey that brought me to here. And I ended up leading a church. I was like, really? Now, and even my friends were joking a, a couple of years ago. And we were talking about of all the people that you would have put in a position of leading a church, 
If you'd have looked at my life when in my early 20s, you would have said he could never leave the church. But you know what? God's got an amazing way of doing things, doing bigger dreams than we could ever dream for our lives. And see, that's why we have to die to ourselves. That's why we have to choose not to hold on so tight to the plans and the things that we have that we end up not actually following God's plans. So I want to encourage you that if if you haven't put your faith in God, if you haven't put your faith and all your plans into God's hands, I want to encourage you right now, take a moment and do that. Take a moment and submit your life to God and just say, God, whatever you want to do with me, whatever you want to do with my life, I submit to you. I just want to know your plans. We die to ourselves so that we're alive in him, so that we're alive in God. You see, we are meant to submit to Jesus. We're meant to say, come to his plans. We're meant to say, whatever you want to do. We live a life of faith. We live a life in faith, in Christ alone, in Jesus alone. Why? Because Jesus gave everything for us. He loved us when we were unlovable. He he loves us. See, we don't live for our own gain. We don't live for our own plans. See, everything that we are given in this life, everything that God chooses to give us in in this life, we have to hold in open hands in front of him and give it all back, offer it all back to him, and he'll keep placing stuff back in our hands. He'll keep giving you everything that you need. And see, that's why we submit to God. That's why we go, God, come and have your way. That's why we trust his plans, because he will guide you in all the things that you need. So we live that sort of lifestyle where we're constantly giving back to God, giving praise, giving adoration, giving thanks. Even through the storms of life, we can praise God for who he is. And you see, that is a lifestyle of worship. That is a lifestyle that honors God. And then as part of that becomes then an expression, which is why we praise God, which is why we come together and glorify God. So as we live this lifestyle of worship that dies to us and glorifies God, God does what he wants and he sees our life transformed. And see, as part of this transformation, we come together and we praise God. We come together and our hearts then connect with God. So we're connecting vertically to God. And that's why then we start connecting to each other. So we start then horizontally connecting with each other as we all connect to God, which is why we then start to have all hearts of one heart and one mind. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were together with one heart and one mind. All their hearts wanted to do was praise God. And you see, that's why sometimes in meetings you can feel the presence of God hover ever so much And even right now in this meeting, the presence of God is hovering. The presence of God is connecting our hearts. Even though we're not physically together, we are together with one heart. I know that's why a lot of people are struggling though as well, because we're not able to be in the same room with each other, where we just build our hearts together as we chase after God, as we just worship God for who he is, as we praise God for what he's done and for what he's doing and for what in faith that we know he's going to do. That's why we're connecting, because we're, we're struggling to connect, sorry. 
So, so I want to encourage you, connect with each other. Connect with God and connect with each other. We need to have both axes, if you want to put it that way, covered. We want to really connect with God so our hearts are aligned with God's heart, but then our hearts will then align with our brothers and sisters as we all praise God together. So I want to encourage you, be a worshiper of God. And then together as we all worship God, God will unite our hearts, and then we will worship him in spirit and in truth. See, I'm sure many of you know this passage about the woman at the well. And as part of this story of Jesus with the woman at the well, he does say this. John 4, verses 23 and 24. He says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So you see, when we live our lives in worship, we are, it isn't based around a meeting, but it's based around a lifestyle. And then whenever we meet together, that lifestyle gets expressed in a more intense way. When our hearts are connected to God together as well as apart, you know, we see God's spirit interacting with us. We see it more intensely. As we open to him, as we freely interact with God, he then freely interacts with us. That is why we must pray for a daily infilling of of God's strength, of God's power, of God's Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us, to come and change us, to come and guide us and lead us in spirit and in truth. That's why we need the daily infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's why we said it's not for some crazy power thing. It's for actually just connecting with God so that we can actually worship him and praise him with our life as we should. You see, the old system before Jesus was based on structures. It was based on buildings. It was based on sequences that must be followed. Before Jesus, it was like that. It was all do this, do that. Under the law, they were restricted and it was exactly wrote down. This is what you must do. If you break this, you must do this. If you do that, you must do this. It was all rules and regulations. It was all submissions. It was all offerings. It was all sacrifices. But now we're under God's grace. Now we come to God just as broken as we are. And we find that God will forgive us. God will heal us. God will put our souls back together. God will rebuild us. God will strengthen us. God will give us an emboldenment that we've never known before. God will give us the strength to praise him no matter what's happening around us. See, this is why we need God to take the most important place in our lives. This is why our focus needs to be on him. This is why we need to remain focused on him. Our aim needs to be our relationship with God. That's why it's got to be the most important thing because wherever you're aiming, that's where you're going to go. It warns us about this in Matthew 6. It says, don't store up riches on earth where things get destroyed where moth can come and destroy it. Don't, don't, don't build up your kingdom here. Don't build up and look so much to, to actually do something here, but build up your riches in heaven. That's what it encourages us to do. 
It says that we can't serve God and money. We can't have two masters. We can't be chasing after both. It says either you will hate one and love the other or you'll despise one and be devoted to the other. I don't know about you, but I want to love God. I don't want to end up loving money. I don't want to end up loving the physical things of this world, but I want to love God. I want to love God the way people should love God, the way our hearts need to love God. And then we'll love others as an expression of that. I want to be devoted to God. I don't want to be devoted to money. So are we storing up riches in this earth? Are we storing up and wanting things here now? Or are we looking to God? Are we looking to heaven? Are we looking to the future? Where's your focus at the minute? What, what's pulling in your heart? Are we devoted to making money? Or are we devoted to serving God? Are we devoted to having enough to live? Or are we devoted to being connected to life itself and God? See, whatever has your attention, that will draw you towards it. So we can only properly honor God when our attention is on him alone. We can only properly honor him when we actually focused on him and actually connected to him, living a lifestyle that is actually connected to him. So we have to let silly things like money go. And we have to let God guide us in all things. I love a moment, and there's a moment in Charlie's, uh, Charlie Chocolate Factory whenever he gets the ticket and he knows he's from a poor family and he knows that they could sell it for money. And one of the grandparents draws him aside and says, you wouldn't be foolish enough to give away that priceless item for something as common as money, would you? And how often do we do that? How often do we allow ourselves to be distracted by a simple thing called money or by a simple thing uh, by looking around and seeing it? And we give away the most priceless thing, our relationship with God, our connection with God for a simple thing like money or for a simple thing like whatever, whatever you want to put in that place. What would stop you from following God? Would you really let that stop you from following God? See, if we're truly living in the real relationship with God, then you know what? Our finances will honor God. We don't need to worry about them. Actually, at one point in the Bible, it says, you should, your right hand shouldn't know what your left hand's doing. That's how little we should, in essence, care about our finances. Because as we focus on God and live our life in a way that honors God, that God will help us with all of that. And he'll give us all of our needs. It will be an extension of who we are. See, living a worshipful lifestyle is to be intentional about our relationship with God, about our, intentional about our relationship with others. And through the life that Jesus gives us, we die to ourselves, we die to our own wants, and then we allow the Holy Spirit to come and live in us and live through us. We let God's light come in and we let it shine through us to all of mankind. We let it shine through us to everyone and then that connects us with others. So that's why sometimes when we meet up, we connect to God. And then we connect more when we're connected together. We're in God's presence. We know that he's moving. And as we sing praise to God, we put him in his rightful place. And that's why whenever we sing um, and whenever we pray, whenever we uh, 
do Bible readings whenever we um, listen to God's word being explained, whenever we pray over each other, whenever we take communion, whenever we're baptized in water, whenever we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's why whenever we're doing that and we're doing it corporately with one heart together, just as the disciples did on the day of Pentecost, we connect with God together and God's presence falls. I want God's presence to fall in every single room right now. I want God's presence to be with us all as we connect to him individually and corporately. So I just really want you just to open up your life to him. So this is how we worship him in spirit and in truth. By doing all of those things, by living a lifestyle in a way that is worthy. We guide our hearts into an intentional submission to God as he guides us. And that's why the fire of God did fall. That's why in the 50s we experienced a move of God because people were here, they were praying with one heart, with one mind, and they were just praying for God's presence. They were just chasing after God with intent in their hearts and their hearts rightly connected to God and then each other as they connected to each other in the room that they were in. God's presence fell. And we can do that even virtually. You know what? God is not a barrier of physical location. God's looking for hearts that are devoted to him, for hearts that are connected to him, that draw people into his presence. So today God is waiting for us to align our hearts with him and then our hearts with each other. Today will you, even though we're apart, will you connect with your brothers and sisters Will you connect with others? Will you allow your heart to be open in spite of distance, in spite of any barrier? Will you allow us all to be connected together so we can chase into God's presence together? And then as we worship God and as our hearts respond to God in whatever way God deems, will we just allow ourselves to be realigned? Will you allow God to come in and just allow him to draw our focus onto who he is. Jesus said, wherever his name is lifted up, there he'll draw people to himself. So let's lift up God. Let's lift up the name of Jesus with who we are. Let us worship Jesus and give him the place which he is worthy of. Where after doing what he needed to do, he sat down at the right hand of God. So right now, if you need to say sorry to God for anything that you've done, just do it. Right now, if you've never even given your life to Jesus before and you need to, just give your life to him now. Tell him you're sorry for the wrong you've done. Ask for forgiveness. That's called repentance. Turn around and live your life in a different way that will then honor God. Do you need to take a step forward in your faith? Have you never done something before that you need to do? Have you never taken communion before? Have you never been baptized before? Have you never been baptized in the Holy Spirit before? Have you never had an infilling of God? As his presence just fills you up to overflowing. Take moments now and do that. Has God laid somebody in your heart right now that you need to connect with? Connect with them. Text them, phone them, connect with them, whatever way you can actually do it. Just get in touch with them. Do you need a healing? 
lay your hand wherever it is you need a healing and pray. If somebody's with you, pray. If not, phone somebody and get them to pray over the phone for your healing. Let's be intentional about our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. See, remember one simple thing. It's no longer you that's living. It's Christ living in you. It's God living in you. And then that gives you the power of God in you, the power of the Holy Spirit living through you. Why? Because he finished the work on the cross. He defeated death, our last enemy. That's why when we pray, things happen, because Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have victory. In the name of Jesus, everything has to flee. Demons flee. Sickness flees. That's why when we pray, things happen. This is a worshipful lifestyle. That whatever we do and however we do it, we do it in a way that honors God. We do it in a way that lifts God to his rightful place in our life. It's not restricted to a building. It's not restricted to a moment in time. It's not restricted to anything except for a heart that's open to him. Will you open your heart to him today? Will you allow your heart to be open? Will you allow God to come and live in you and then also then live through you? See, worshiping Jesus, worshiping God, worshiping the Holy Spirit, it's not restricted to anything except our hearts being focused on him, the author and perfecter of our faith. We focus on the name of Jesus. We come to God the Father in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's God, all aspects of God, all three aspects of the Trinity of God working together in us and through us. As we connect to him, then the presence of God falls. And what does it say? There's a place of commanded blessing where brethren, where brothers and sisters in unity, that's where we dwell, that's where we stay. That's where we're meant to be. We're meant to be in that place of commanded blessing. Now, does it mean hardship won't come our way? No, but we end up living in that place of commanded blessing where brothers and sisters dwell in unity. So what are we gonna do? As a response to this, as a response to knowing that our lifestyles are meant to be a worshipful lifestyle, I want us to praise God together. I want us to spend the next time in our, we're going to sing four or five songs now, and we're just going to praise God for who he is. So if you need to pray during this time, just pray. If you need to praise God at the top of your lungs, then praise God. Sing to him with all you have. If you need to prophesy, then prophesy. If you need to sing, then sing. If you need to sit down and just read the Bible and just connect with God through hearing his words again into your life, then just do that. If you need to speak in tongues, speak in tongues. If you need to draw a picture, draw a picture. If you need to phone somebody and apologize, then phone somebody and apologize. Whatever you need to do in this time to connect your heart to God and then connect your heart to all of us as we are worshiping God together apart, then please just do it. If you need to write down something and send it to someone, then do it. Whatever you need to do during this time, I want you to be free to express yourself, to express what God's placed in you, to be worshipful to God. We can only do that as we all freely worship God whatever way he, uh, he asks us to, whatever way he's made us to be 
Thankfully, we're all different, so we all express this worship in different ways. Some people get a lot out of singing. Some people get a lot out of playing instruments. Some people get a lot from reading the Bible. Some people get a lot from praying intentionally through things. Some people get a lot from just praying, just free flow. Whatever way you need to, to connect with God, I just want to encourage you, worship God today. Worship Him in spirit and in truth. Allow the spirit that God's placed in you just to express what God has placed in you. See, the joy is God has placed something in you that's special, that the world is longing for, that the world wants to see. And when the world sees it, they'll catch a glimpse of God. So I want you to be free in your expressions, to be free just to express things and step out in faith. If you haven't done something before and you know you need to, then just do it. If you've never spoken tongues before, just do it. Trust that God will fill your words as you speak them. If you've never prayed for somebody to be healed before, do it. If you've never prophesied before, then just do it. Trust that God will fill you because you are his son, you are his daughter, and he loves you. I'm just going to pray and then we're just going to go into a time of worship. There's going to be four or five songs and the service will come to an end. But worship on for as long as you want. Even if you're still going at eight o'clock tonight, praise God. It doesn't matter. Why? Because you're connected to God. You're connected to the one who made you. You're connected to the one who loves you, who knows you. Just worship God with your whole lifestyle. And don't make it a segment as part of a service. Don't make it a little thing. Don't restrict it. But I want us to be unrestricted by freely devoting ourselves to God. Let's just pray together. God, we thank you so much that you created each and every single one of us. You created us with a purpose. You created us differently. You created us with hearts that can chase after you, that can praise you, that can honor you, that can lift your name high. So God, we want to do that right now. We want to just submit to you and you alone. We want to just say, come Lord and have your way in us. So God, as we pray, may we just connect with you. As we worship, may we worship you whether that be through song, whether that be through reading your word, whether that be through um, prophesying over others, whether that be through speaking in tongues, whether that be through whatever you want to do in us and through us. May every day be different. May every day be a new way of connecting with you, of deepening our relationship with the God that loves us, that even though we were still sinners, you chose to come and die for us. We hadn't done anything worthy, but God, you freely give us this gift. You freely give us this connection with you as a free gift. And then as we connect to you, we freely let your light shine in us and through us. And that light then draws people to you. So in the name of Jesus, we just wanna pray right now for a real freedom to fall, that we can all worship you in spirit and in truth just as Jesus says we can do, that we will worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to spend some time now.